welcome to the Afrotech Verified Podcast. I'm Tosin, your host on this podcast, where we speak to amazing individuals doing awesome things in the world of African tech. My guest today is Samuel Badu, founder at Flurry, a platform that was created to help immigrants protect the people they love everywhere. Samuel has had significant successes in building products and businesses, uh, and of course, failures, uh, experiences which have taught him significant lessons that he's looking to pass on to others. I'll be speaking to Samuel about all things Flurry, his career growth, and Africa's tech ecosystem. So stay tuned. Hi, Samuel. How are you? Hi, Tosin. How are you? Um, <laughs> Can I call you Sam? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everybody calls cool. me Sam. Uh, <laughs> so where are you? Where are you now? Where are you? Are you where, where are you currently based? Um, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Okay, okay. In the US. That's cool. That's cool. I'm in the UK. So on the other side of the pond. That's fantastic. Um, so thank you so much for, you know, coming on the podcast with me today. Um, so I just wondered if you could just give me a little summary about yourself and your career path. Okay. Um, so my name is Sam Badu. Uh, as, as you mentioned, I'm Ghanaian by birth. Uh, lived most of my life in Ghana, uh, the better side of the, the Jalof pond. Um, so obviously, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, obviously I had an enjoyable childhood, right? Uh, with, with, with good food to match along. Um, but for the most part, I grew up in Ghana um, up until I was about 17 um, and then had a, a UN scholarship uh, to go to Morocco. So I moved to Morocco, um, you know, right after secondary school, and you know, it, it really was the beginning of, you know, my, my career, but also my interaction with Africa and, and the world. So spent, spent um, about five years there. Um, at that time, I was focused more on community development. Um, I went to business school, um, but was really interested in tech and the, the community growth aspect of tech. Um, I'd also become very interested in social entrepreneurship. And so like most young people, um, I, I went to Ghana in 2012 and with a bunch of friends, we decided we we're going to start the first social enterprise. Uh, so as part of the early team at a, a company called Heal the World, um, that became famous for its empowerment buns, as well as, um, you know, the work in, we did in the fashion space. The goal was really simple. We wanted to prove that we could build luxury products in, that, in, in the Ghana and in Africa. Um, a year after I decided I was going to start my first uh, startup, and that, that was a really interesting lesson in failure. Um, I started Kitchen Express. Um, which was a grocery delivery company in, in Accra. So 2013, you're talking grocery deliveries and most people in Accra really just want to go to the mall, go chill and look around, right? It, it didn't make sense. Um, shut it down pretty quickly and then went on to start Porter & Dale, which was a strategy um, consulting uh, company focused on small businesses and startups um, and primarily focused on scaling beyond uh, the borders. So 
did that for a bit, worked with some really amazing entrepreneurs. Um, today, thankfully, most of them are still in business, um, have grown their business. And I'd like to think that, you know, I was, I was, I was helpful in contributing to that. Um, but one of the, the most amazing companies that I had the opportunity to work with, right, uh, Boating, really opened my eyes to what was out there in the world. And I realized at that point in time, I never contemplated it, that I, I, I wanted to move out. I, I wanted to leave Africa and um, experience something else, right, test myself. So that led me to, to the U.S. and obviously a very different career path. Um, and we'll talk about that, that later. But had a, a few corporate jobs and then went into the startup world here um, and then ended up um, you know, starting uh, a number of companies as well. And today here at Flurry, um, you know, where it's really the convergence of who I am as a person and my journey uh, to this point. Um, and then finally being able to do something that gives back to people like me. Um, that's fantastic. So um, can you talk me through um flurry what's the company about why did you create the solution um why did you decide to start a business that was focused on africans and why did you choose insurance <laughs> uh, so lots of questions there but... <laughs> i mean whoa, whoa. i mean you can answer that within like it's literally it's, it's one question but like i'm just giving you prompts <laughs> okay okay yeah. so so um it's not possible to talk about um, Flurry without talking about um, without talking about the origin of of who we are, right? Um, I'm immigrant. There's nothing that that pulls me away from that. I'm, I'm an immigrant living in America, and America has a way of making you remember that every single day, mm. right? Um, and like every other immigrant, you know, your life is made up not just of yours and, and what you have in your new country, but it's really tied to a group of people that you've left um, in that place where you call home, right? And for me, that experience was pretty powerful. Um, I moved to America as a non-documented immigrant. Right. Um, so I, I did come here legally. And then, like most people, had an expired visa. And then you go through this whole process of navigating the American um, immigration um, system. Right. And you realize how much, right, other people just like you, you know, are experiencing. And so, like, like my experience is supporting family back home really made me aware and conscious of how much it takes out of you, right? And how much of a sacrifice it requires um, for people to, to continue to do that. Um, when we were children, you, know, you always look out for that auntie, uncle who's coming from Yankee and you know, has some t-shirts for you or some shorts, and you don't really think much of it, right? You're just enjoying it. It's just that. Right. You get like a $50 note, um, you know, every few months or every year. And it feels like, you know, amazing. Mm. 
but we never really think much of it when we live on that side, right? Mm. For the first time, I really understood what it meant to send $200 home, to send $1,000 home for a funeral, um, to have to deal with the medical emergency. And with my experience, having worked at Sigma Global, uh, focused on expatriate health, I realized how much of a disparity there was between how um, expatriates, who really are just white immigrants, um, you know, support their families and build infrastructure to enable them do that, um, and how, you know, Africans do that. And so for me, it, it became, how do I combine what I know to the experiences that I'm going through and the experiences that I see other African immigrants um, going through, right? And that's where Flurry comes in. We all take a trip to Western Union, MoneyGram. Today, we use our little apps to send money. Mm-hmm. It goes, and then we pray and hope that it goes to do what they said it was going to do, right? Um, that it doesn't just become a new check for the pastor at the church, that it doesn't <laughs> just become, you know, um, a, a new pair of jeans for your cousin instead of grandma's um, <clears throat> Instead of grandma's, uh, you know, dress or um, grandma's uh, hospital appointment. And so with, with that in mind, we wanted to create a different way for immigrants to solve the same problems they've been solving for years, right? And so we took a step back and really looked at what do we want to get out of, like, supporting our family? It comes down to a few things. I really want to know that the things that they need and the things that I can support with, that they really get to do that with the money that I sacrifice and send. Mm. And I also want to be able to know that, right? So it comes down to transparency, accountability, right? And also effectiveness of, of the funds that you're allocating or spending, right? And so Flurry was built on those principles and made it simple. Instead of you going to transfer money to deal with an emergency, which you will never ever know when that emergency is going to come, what if you could actually prepay in a planned way, just like the way most of us do, right? With either medical mutual or with our health insurance schemes here. Um, And for you, like the way you enjoy the NHS, right? (laughs) Um, if we could allocate small amounts of money on a consistent basis that would guarantee my family back home access to care when they need it, and sometimes even when they don't know they need it, right, then what would that mean to me? And that's basically what Flurry, what led to Flurry. So Flurry today is um, a platform that builds products for immigrants to be able to support their families back home in a more transparent, um, in a more efficient, and most importantly, in a more affordable way than impromptu, unplanned transfers of cash. Okay, okay. That's really, really interesting. Uh, it's so funny. I was just speaking to someone about, 
about how people send money to Nigeria for to build a house. And then when you get home, <laughs> you realize the house isn't there. Uh, yeah. Somebody has blown up your money. So, I mean, like a, a platform that, you know, offers transparency um, is definitely, definitely um, on the cards. So, um, so, so I want to ask, like, so how does the business actually use technology to guarantee, you know, this transparency? Great. Um, so, Flurry is, is a curated marketplace, right, as a platform. Um, and so our very first product, Flurry Health, which um, we've been in pilot for the last year and is going to fully launch um, uh, pretty soon. Our platform has, on one hand, health partners, right, insurance companies, right, and providers. And on the other hand, we have um, immigrants living in the diaspora. Flurry's platform creates, um, in partnership with these providers and the insurance companies, healthcare plans, right? Um, those healthcare plans can be purchased, reviewed by the immigrants. And once they're purchased, we'll go to, to pay the healthcare provider for the care that the family member will receive back home. So how we use technology to create this transparency is the fact that with every plan that you buy, it allocates um, that benefit to a loved one back home. And through the platform, you're able to track, you know, when they go to the hospital, when they receive their card, when they're able to use it, what their balance is, right? Um, it will notify you when a request is made for a service, right? So you know that my family receives the services that they need at the time they need it without having to call me, right? Yeah. And that's, the, that's the, la the layer of transparency that we build in between, right? And the transparency also comes from knowing that the funds that you're using, right? So because you're buying a healthcare plan, it is only going to healthcare. It, there's not a possibility of it being diverted because money will never exchange hands. Mm, mm. And it's That's the same really principle for every different product that we will end up building, right? Okay. It eliminates the need for um, so many middlemen touching the same amount of money and losing value with all the degrees of fees that you end up using, right? Um, by simply paying for the end results and not the transfer of the, the, the cash. Okay, that's fantastic. So, um, so you currently have the health. Are there, what other products have you got? Now, so we're primarily focused on health today. Okay. One, because of the pilot. And two, because it makes up 83% of the, of the reason why people send money anyway. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Um, that makes that makes sense. Um, so you're currently based in Ghana alone. Are there? No. So we're based um, in the U.S. as a company. We okay. have coverage in Ghana. We okay. have coverage in Nigeria. So we went into Nigeria about four months ago. Okay. Uh, and it's rapidly, you know, unsurprisingly become the largest market for us. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and for lots of reasons, right? Um, we have a couple of company, uh, countries coming up that we haven't announced yet. Okay. Um, and, and next year, we plan to be in an additional four to six countries. So um, that's basically what that growth looks like. The goal is to expand coverage in more African countries, correspondingly enabling more Africans to be able to provide care for their families back home. Fantastic. That's fantastic. So um, how would you say that uh, Flurry fits into the grand scheme of things in terms of like the whole African African tech ecosystem? Like Like how is your business putting Africa on the map? In a number of ways, right? So I I like the fact that you look at the bigger picture um, because I like to focus on not just the African tech ecosystem, um, but also the African diaspora and its role that it plays in there. Um, Yesterday, um, you know, a friend made a post about how um, the diaspora is the market and Africa is the publicity. Um, mm. it, it's really interesting. And he was making reference to music, right? Over the last few weeks, right, you've had every Nigerian artist that is like worth thinking about and even Ghanaian artist, right, in Las Vegas uh, playing this um, African show, right, mm. uh, for days. And you understand how more and more African artists are touring, you know, the diaspora, because that is where the, the market actually is. Yeah, that's where they'll get most of their money. Exactly. And yeah. it's no different for us, right, when we think of tech. Today, mm-hmm. Flurry powers um, not just the insurance companies that we work with, right, but also the health tech companies that we work with. And I'll give you a clear example. Um, in Nigeria, we offer a number of services, we provide access to concierge care. So think of diabetics, think, so, think of geriatrics, think of people who have chronic conditions, right? They're not insurable, right? Um, but you still want to make sure they get a certain degree of care. Even for people who aren't sick, we provide um, a home-based care with 400 nurses in Nigeria, right? We don't run... Um, the operations of the nurses, we partner with Nigerian companies, right? So AxaCheck is an example, right? They run the operations for our concierge care network in Nigeria. This is a company that we're giving access to the diaspora. And Mm -hmm. as a result, they don't have to go looking for for, uh, customers because think about it, how many Nigerians can afford, you know, $25 a month or $25 a quarter um, to be able to get that care, right? But the diaspora can for their family members. You also move from there, you look at the insurance companies. They wouldn't be able to sell their products to the diaspora in a wide way and provide the level of support that Flurry does. And so for us, we are an enabler to the tech ecosystem within healthcare, right? Pharmaceutical groups, right? As we, uh, as we plan out our uh, pharmacy benefit plan, right? Which will allow for Nigerians who need recurring medication to be supported by their family abroad um, in getting these medications on a monthly consistent basis. 
right? So we are an enabler to that health tech ecosystem that you find there. That's, That's how Ferry elevates, not just, you know, by name, but also in terms of like, how they acquire and grow their revenues. Flurry is a very key part of that to our partners. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, I think um, partnerships and collaboration is quite key in Africa at the moment. Um, so yeah, that's really good. Um, so what, what challenges would you say that you faced with doing business in Africa? <laughs> I love asking this question to everybody. I love it so much. Do, do they do they give you an answer? Do you wait? Please don't tell me you have no challenges because there's so many challenges. Oh no, that would not be true. There's, uh, even, would... there's even challenges with doing business in you know the yeah. UK, the US. Yeah. So I mean, but Africa no, I, has I think... unique challenges. So I like to hear everyone's unique perspective on the challenges that they face doing business in Africa. That's that's a given. That's that's okay. Um, I think I, I try as much as possible to um, to be careful about how I paint. Um, you know, yeah, Africa positive. Because, yes, exactly. We mm-hmm. we tend to overemphasize on on like on challenges. Right? Yeah. And, and so, in terms of challenges, right? Um, systems are a really really big challenge. Um, mm. it, you, you one look at my Twitter and you kind of understand, right? It's a challenge working with, um, with structure. Um, you have an agreement, you know that there are expectations. And then when it comes to time of fulfilling those expectations, um, you see that it, it doesn't really happen the way it's supposed to, to happen. And also the amount of, like human manipulation or human management that you have to do, right? Dealing with people um, can be a challenge. It has advantages, but it can be a challenge definitely, Mm. right? Where most of the time you're dealing with human managing relationships rather than managing like systems and procedures. Just the actual process, yeah. Yeah, and and that's something that you have to get used to. And you realize that people are very much a part of the process as, you know, um, anywhere else that you might think of like, okay, this is supposed to happen. Well, this person is supposed to happen in in that way. Um, I would also say um, there's there's also a, a challenge of, you know, understanding the bigger picture. Um, sometimes when you deal with people and you're you're trying to get things done, there tends to be a very short-sighted view of where this goes and what the returns are or, or why we should do things. You might lose money in the short term, but win really big in the long term. Um, our people tend to focus on what's in it for me now and right now. And sometimes that really detracts from being able to build um, really solid alliances or really solid, um, you know, processes that could benefit people over the long term. So I'll say those those are some of the challenges that we deal with. And we're in healthcare, right? We're a fintech company that is navigating healthcare on behalf of the diaspora. It's really, really difficult. Try calling an ambulance at 12 a.m. in a place that is not Lagos, and you would want to cry, right? Those those are very real challenges. 
Um, or in an emergency, someone needs to be taken care of and a hospital tells you, well, the doctor isn't here. I, I can't take this person because the doctor isn't here, right? What happened to triage? What happened to managing the person until a doctor can be called? Like so many things that like will blow your mind when you think mm. about it, because we've become so accustomed and used to seeing things work a certain way. And I constantly have to disabuse myself from launching into, but that's not the way it's supposed to work. Okay. Mm. But you're in Niger now. So what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you do in those instances? Um, learning, learning how to build alternatives and how to navigate the situations are really, really important, right? So being able to, being able to know who to call, there's always someone to call to help out. There's always someone to call to help out, right? Um, and, and that is a big part of it. Building relationships, having friends, um, knowing who to call can, can be a big, big difference in an emergency ending up in a disaster and being able to do something at night. Yeah, and just getting things done. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so let's talk about the African tech sector in general. Um, so what would you say are like the two main, um, two main problems in, let's use Ghana specifically, that, you know, tech is solving? Outside of Flurry, the two main things that tech is solving, um, I, I, I will just speak about the things that I'm, I'm most excited about, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm really excited about um, agriculture and mm. I'm excited about um, the healthcare space. There are amazing companies using tech to, to solve healthcare, right? Um, I mentioned AxaCheck. Um, there are companies like Health Tracker, uh, Pharmacy. You go to South Africa, there's Wello. Um, mm. There's so many companies that are doing things that you wouldn't think about uh, previously, you know, and then there are like the big boys. Um, M Pharma is one of the best, you know, tech startups that, you know, I, I see in Africa. Their, their core mission and focus on just making life better, right, when it comes to healthcare is, is beyond me, right? And that's something yeah. to be celebrated. I, I am intentionally avoiding fintech because we tend to over, you know, emphasize on those raises, um, and it comes down to the same thing. You can build all of this tech to help people manage money and all of that, but the reality is most people are poor. And the other part of it is when we don't have the basis of life, for instance, food and health, nobody's putting any money in the bank, mm. right? Um, Relief is another company that is using technology in a really amazing way. The agriculture um, startup. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. To disrupt the value chain, right? It's been way too long where we just talk about, you know, raw materials, raw materials, raw materials. Um, and we never really add value to the raw materials um, that we're using or, or that we have. Right? Yeah. And the final thing I'll say would be... Um, 
even in the agriculture space, it's the allocation of capital to, to further grow that field. So uh, uh, fantasy, um, if you look at um, the other farm crowdie, um, they're basically expanding access to agricultural finance, which mm-hmm. will in turn grow, grow this uh, market. Crowdfunding, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So the final question in this round, before we go into our quick fire round, is how do you see African tech um, in the next five to 10 years? African tech will be global tech. Um, nothing points to that more than um, what Andela has become. Mm. Nothing points to that more than what TalentQL is building. Um, we're moving into this world of distributed talent, distributed brilliance, distributed opportunity, right? As more and more African companies, right, continue to make it into global accelerators, global programs, it becomes evident that we are valid, we can mm-hmm. be seen, we can make a difference once given the opportunity. And, and that really is going to blow up um, because, like, there's, there's nothing to, to stand in the barrier of that. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we have come to the end of this round. So I'm going to go into a quick fire round. So I'm just going to ask you really quick questions so you can give me like really quick fire answers, like one sentence, one word. Um, it's fine. So let's go. First question is, what does innovation mean to you? Better opportunities, better experiences of life for people. Okay. Uh, which is your favorite African country and why? Not Ghana, by the way. <laughs> uh, my favorite African country is Nigeria. Um, okay. Yeah. The resilience of the people are amazing. I myself get, you know, mistaken for a Nigerian all the time. If I wasn't born in Ghana, there's only one other place I want to be born. That's Nigeria. Oh, that warms my heart as a Nigerian. (laughs) Okay, that's nice. Um, What is one unpopular opinion that you have about the African tech ecosystem? Um, That you need to you need to go to YC to be able to make it. If you could wave a magic wand and make one pet peeve of yours in Africa disappear, what would it be? Um, how we respect time, especially in meetings. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, thank you for being early. <laughs> um, so um, the final question is, what is your dream for Africa? A healthier Africa with increasing or increased opportunity for all. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much, Samuel, for, you know, getting on this podcast with me today. Um, It's been a really, really great conversation. And I look forward to more success from you and Flurry. But before we go, how can people find you on social media? Oh, www.com 
joinflary.com. Um, we would love to speak to every African everywhere because we're rapidly growing into more countries and we'll definitely, definitely love to connect. That's fantastic. Um, what about LinkedIn, Twitter? So you can follow me on LinkedIn, uh, Sam Badu. You'll find me on Twitter. It's um, Akraboy Sam. Um, and on you know Facebook and all across, it's uh, Flurry Health. Um, you'll okay. find that on those everywhere. That's fantastic. Um, can we use Flurry from the UK or just from the US? You can use Flurry from anywhere. That's, from that's anywhere. The biggest part of it, right? So it's not a remittance place, so we're not transferring money. And so you could essentially use it from anywhere. We have customers in Finland, uh, Canada, uh, Netherlands. It, it doesn't matter. Fantastic. Thank you so much and enjoy your day. Thank you very much.